0: This is Scott Mellinger from ZAO and you're listening to Discography Discussion.
1: You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 231, Morbid Angel, with Scott Mellinger of Zayo.
0: If this thing falls, I'll grab it real quick.
2: (laughs) It's fine. Hosted by Dan Terry. People love that. I could just clip that. 30 seconds, put it on YouTube, millions of views. And Joseph Wren.
1: These are all clips from the same episode of Discography Discussion. Look, his phone fell a lot. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if your maze of torment leads down a crimson corridor, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am
2: Joe. That is Dan. That is Scott. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Discography Discussion. We are talking about Morbid Angel. And uh, I didn't feel 100% qualified to talk about Morbid Angel without some help. And uh, it's not that Joe's no help. Uh, it's just that uh, I, I needed some like professional help, so uh, we pulled in Scott Mellinger from Zao. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. You stoked about some Morbid Angel?
0: I am. I'm actually. I, I don't know if we should start calling them Gojira 1.0, right? Or <laughs> or or if we should just call them Morbid Angel.
2: 100. <laughs> <laughs> percent we are going to get into all of that, all the Gojira comparisons, because I actually. I actually didn't hear the. Com- I didn't ever think about Morbid Angel when I was listening to Gojira. Mm-hmm. And then you said something... I don't remember. You said something about that. I don't know if it was on our show or on somebody else's, but I was. Uh, you were like, yeah. I mean, Gojira is like the new Morbid Angel, <laughs> and- <laughs>
0: well, dude. And it's like it's totally because I'm a fan of Gojira too. <laughs> but like, but the the riffs like that early like uh, what's uh, what's like it. I'm trying to think of an earlier Gojira record. Like
2: serious um, or uh yeah, like incognito.
0: What's the ways of flesh or all the way the way um, of all flesh, oh yes. yeah. Like dude, it's like straight up like condensed morbid angel. Like everything that Morbid Angel does sick, like Gojira kinda just did it too and do it well. and now I rip it off too, so who cares? Whatever.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear too many morbid angel riffs on uh on the Crimson Corridor. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's only like, there's like a couple hidden.
2: Now on Virus, that was um, a little bit more there. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, Haunting pulls us straight up, Morbid
0: Angel. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, we are going to read a couple of comments, a couple of, or I got an email actually. Um, so yeah. something that I think a lot of people don't know is that like, maybe for like the first year we were doing this podcast, I just picked the bands that we talked about. Uh, But pretty much ever since then, it's all been listener suggestion. Like, uh, people are just like, hey, how come you haven't talked about this band, this band, this band? And so people send us lists of bands that they want us to talk about. Uh, So I'm going to read an email we got from uh, Revd, uh, who says, hey, I just wanted to drop an email saying I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's one of the many things that I listen to to help pass uh, by an otherwise boring workday. I feel that. Uh, not to mention the mix is loud enough that I can hear it in my noisy environment. You can thank Joe for that. Uh, Every time. Goes, here, here are some bands that I'm into that I would love to see covered on your show in the near future. And uh, he wrote us a book. I'm going to read most of them. I don't may not get all of them, but... Uh, uh, Algaloc. Whoa. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anal c- on YouTube, but maybe I'll edit it out. We'll see. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Anvil. Body Count. Body Count is definitely happening. It's going to happen, Absolutely brutal truth candle mass that one's definitely happening uh uh, cathedral crowbar the heaviest band in the world yes deicide disgorge dying fetus evile which is weird because i swore when i read that that we'd already done a dying fetus episode and we we, i guess we didn't um the faceless gore fest that one's definitely happening grave digger hate eternal Immolation, immolation, jungle rot, malevolent creation, morbid angel. Oh, we got you covered on that one. Uh, <laughs> mortician, uh, severe torture, six feet under, sleep, symphony X, and vital remains. Wow, oof! So that's a lot. That that's like that's like what a whole year worth of uh, <laughs> worth of episodes. See year. you in twenty
1: twenty three.
2: I don't think I don't think we're gonna do the anal episode.
1: <laughs> Just,
2: I don't know if Remind I can Remind me to call himself. Matt Nas for that one. Yeah, you guys can do it together. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to be sick that week. Um, but yeah, so we will definitely, I think a lot of these we actually have on the list already. So uh, your voice has been heard. We will get to some of these uh, as I make the calendar. I think I've made most of the calendar for this year already, but uh, next year, next year's prime picking. So it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, Dan. What's up?
1: We did a Patreon hangout this week. You want to talk about how awesome that was?
2: Yeah, we did. So our Patreon subscribers all got together with us and uh, we played Jackbox games, which was like maybe the most fun I'd ever had in my life. If you've if you've never played a Jackbox game, it's like it throws the questions up on the screen and then everybody else can like answer the questions like on their phones and stuff and all i know is that my wife was like after we were done was like you were downstairs like yelling laughing and screaming into the computer like there's no she's like i've never seen you have that much fun like in at least 10 years i said okay well that's cool but yeah that was that was a ton of fun and uh we're gonna definitely keep doing that once a month so uh if you guys are not members of the patreon and you want to be we will give you information on that at the end of the show and uh oh yeah we have some patreon feedback as well uh, Lance Alligood the king of metal uh, was a little irritated that we did not talk about the Iron Maiden live albums in our Iron Maiden episode and uh, the only thing I could say to that is yeah I know Iron Maiden's a great live band and they have lots of great live albums I just didn't want a seven and a half hour episode <laughs> <laughs> so, and they had so many albums but uh, you know maybe maybe we'll do something special uh, on the Patreon feed just for that um Yeah, so metal news. We doing metal news. I I guess we can. Uh, I don't have the Facebook page pulled. Actually, you know what? I can do that. I can do that right now. I can pull that up. I I really want to get Joe's thoughts on this.
1: Well, before Dan finally finds out what I think about the new Colors album, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at discussmetal.com. We're on Spotify. Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Twitch.tv forward slash metal Dan for all your game streaming needs. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews.
2: Hey, we do enjoy our five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion. If you want to leave us a five-star review, do that. If you want to, uh, if you want us to read it on the podcast, definitely like write words with it. Um, but the other good thing that you guys have been doing has been sharing the episodes. There's no better feeling for me than whenever I post something in a Facebook group and my post gets deleted because one of you guys has already posted it in that group. So uh, it's a good problem to have, <laughs> and I really appreciate it. So, what did you want to ask me about, Dan? Oh yeah, yeah. So here we go. I'm gonna show you this. Something
1: called Colors again. Oh, you, already, you already you already know about it. So I have a feeling this is what you were gonna bring up. And uh...
2: well, between the buried and me is putting out a Colors two. They're already taking pre-orders for it. Is it gonna be um, as good
1: as the first Colors?
2: I don't know what it's gonna be like because I haven't heard it yet. Then I but, have no uh, opinion. That's definitely <laughs> that's definitely something cool that we need to uh, think about and uh, watch out for in the future. But to the task at hand, let's get into some Morbid Angel. So Dan, tell me about Morbid Angel. Morbid Angel is one of my favorite death metal bands. They have been around since 1983. I want to say three. No. I don't Scott know. Knows. That's I
0: don't know. Oh, that you sounds, don't know. Okay.
2: that sounds right. Like eighty three, eighty four, 83, okay. eighty three, eighty four, something like that. Um, and
0: i was Ford shaking 80. my head
2: like, wow, that's a long time. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, they've they've been around for a minute, and um, they are. Uh, oh my god, I, I guessed it right on the money. I just looked it up, and it was nineteen eighty three. So, wow. yay, nice. Um, so these guys started off as kind of like a thrash metal, like early. You know how there was kind of a mixture of like. Your thrash bands from the 80s, some of them became death metal bands in the 90s whenever they rose to prominence. It's always really, really good whenever your band is from Tampa, Florida, and it's the early 90s. Mm -hmm. um, You're probably going to have a good time. You're probably going to record your albums uh, at More Sound Studios Mm -hmm. uh, with Scott Burns, and Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's going to give you all the praise and adoration that you deserve for playing outrageously heavy riffs, crazy drumming, and vocals that uh they were t- to be honest, they were still kind of trying to work it out. And I'm gonna I'm actually gonna get into that a little bit whenever we start talking about the first album. But Morbid an Angel was probably one of the most popular death metal bands to ever exist, only because they got played on like MTV and like Beavis and Butthead and stuff. <laughs> and they got I, I remember because um they played uh they played God of Emptiness on Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And then like albums just started flying off the shelves. Uh, right after that right alongside king diamond right i think a lot of people uh were introduced to death metal kind of in that way Mm -hmm. and um i think that album uh that that song is from covenant is probably one of the most i I don't know if it's the top selling death metal album all all, of all time but it's definitely up there
1: 1989 altars of madness
0: yeah blessed which one's the first record is it Blessed are the Sick Or is it Alters of Madness
2: It's Alters of Madness Is it
0: Okay cool yeah. I
2: had to Yeah, I had to yeah. I had So then, This one's um, I'm just gonna say it It sucks to just say this At the very very beginning <laughs> Of the episode But like This is my favorite Morbid Angel album Oh wow um, Just because, not not that I think like all the other ones are shit, but Mm -hmm. like I think that this one is really unique. Um, It's it's kind of that early era of death metal where death metal wasn't really a thing. Like I mean, it was a thing, but like bands were just trying new things. They they were trying uh, to establish kind of a sound that I think other people would copy going forward. And Altars of Madness is. Just one dark, fast, angry, chaotic, satanic album. Like it is everything that your parents don't want you listening to in metal all in one record. I mean, there's there there's tons of blasphemy. There's terrifying there's terror there's terrifying black black beats. Uh I don't know if that's YouTube safe. Blast beats. <laughs> and uh very, very, very uh Some of of the best drumming, I think, that I've heard in death metal since then. And um, I really, really like their singer, uh, David Vincent's voice. Um, I don't think I have to get too into detail how I enjoy higher register, raspy vocals uh, in metal. But like David Vincent got it on this record, hands down. I had never heard anything from this era that sounded this evil. Like you could listen to like, you could listen to like death scream bloody gore, but like Chuck was still doing like a thrash thing with his voice, Mm. you know, like the music was heavier, um, possessed. It was kind of the same thing. Um, obituary. It was just kind of like a dude yelling (laughs) while he was drunk. And, um, but morbid angel, uh, David Vincent was the first time that like, I feel like the idea of the death metal vocal was like really brought into prominence where it's like it's going to be terrifying it's going to scare you it's going to scare anybody that's near you and uh, if your parents find it they're going to throw it away
1: did you want something that would be compared to slayer with incredibly epic keyboards and really dark imagery because that's what you're going to get with this album
0: yeah it's it is it's weird to think because it does it's it's a lot like you were saying and it's like it's way more thrash than what they turn into later uh it's way faster but his voice and then the way trey like his solos sound like they're like they don't sound like a guitar (laughs) they sound like you just summon demons and they're in your room (laughs) like his solos always start with the weirdest noises that like and they're just just incredible. I mean, but he's kind of that I think he sticks to that kind of the whole time. But his solos, man, and the guitar stuff that he does, really, it just it's it adds to that whole terrifying thing.
1: And that's that frantic '80s thrash metal influence. Let's just make the loudest shrieking noise we can because yeah, Eddie Van crazy. Halen did it, and I can make it sound way more dark than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude. Oh, yeah. We'll get more into how
0: awesome that dude is. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean like cat strangler solos everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like that's it's not my favorite type of solo but in this type of band oh, it it's, works. All you, it's all it's yeah. all you can have because it's not music that's designed to make you feel good. It's yeah, music like, that like go ahead.
0: Well no, like you're like as a guitarist like you there's not like melody to like solo to. Like literally it's just in like crushing insanity that you have to find craziness to work with. Like you can't. I don't know how you like. He couldn't even use like any kind of blues scales or anything. <laughs> like it has just. It just has to be
1: insanity. It's a feeling, Scott. It's yeah. not a theory. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's no. Yeah, he's yeah. He's throwing his guitar down the steps.
2: I just thought way. that he was reading tab from like a evil book that he found or something. The <laughs> Necromicon The Necronomicon, you know? the Necronomicon yeah. solo. I think that's got to be where he gets his name, right? Trey Asgathoth? Or Asguthoth. as a... Yeah, as a Gathoth. I don't know. It's, it's, it's intentionally... It's one it's of that- those Lovecraft things. Can we yeah. just call
1: him Trey for the rest of the episode? Asgathoth. I'm saying that. I got it. <laughs> Asgathoth. I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> even better. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you're conjuring something over there, Scott. Yeah, dude.
0: That, like, Is that his real name? That's not his real name, right? No. Uh, is it like? Is it like... Trey, like it's probably some crazy Italian name because he looks
2: like it's Greek. I can't remember exactly where, what what it is, but it's like William.
0: Also, oh, it's, like, it's not even Trey.
2: Yeah, his name's not even Trey. Yeah, that's that's, awesome. that's really what we need to <laughs> need to gather from this. His name's not actually even Trey. But, wow. um So he's what, uh <laughs>
0: that's incredible.
2: Okay, his name is George Michael Emmanuel the <laughs> Third. That's the best name ever. Why did you change yeah. it? <laughs>
0: George Emmanuel. What is it? George Michael Emmanuel?
2: Well, I can. Can you imagine though, being a kid in like the '80s trying to start a band and being like, yeah. "What's my your name?" George oh, Michael. my name's George Michael. Yeah,
0: but it's Emmanuel too. I mean, I'm not just George Michael.
2: <laughs> you know, just call me. Just call me Trey. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm Trey gonna, what?
2: Uh, Asgathoth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Where did you hear that, Trey? Oh, uh, it's in the Satanic Bible somewhere. Sorry.
2: It's a satanic Bible. You you probably haven't read it, you, just you don't, probably yeah, don't You just, you just yeah. don't know about it yet. You'll get it someday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Altars of Madness is interesting to me because it's number one, it's 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 amazingly produced. Uh,
0: yeah. But, dude, those death metal records are all like they're for what they are, how good Scott Burns was at like actually separating all the different sounds is still mind blowing. I do people still like I think now people are getting good at doing it that way, okay. but like nobody was able to like they listen to like even like Angelus for all's 88 and that record has no bass <laughs>
2: and like right
0: all the things mixed together yeah and and scott burns was able to take the most disgusting guitar tones the craziest drums and like you could still hear
2: everything i don't know if i listen to a remaster or uh or what but like when i when i listen to this on my stereo at home I had to like turn it down because i was actually afraid i was gonna blow my speakers wow. which never happens because like i listen to like modern stuff like um i mean dude the crimson corridor uh digital download the Flak is from the master mm-hmm. and it's like the loudest probably the loudest record that i have on <laughs> like in my digital collection right now That's and even definitely. that didn't even That's that it. didn't blow my speakers <laughs> but i thought that i thought for sure that alters the madness like i thought i was gonna see smoke coming out of one of the speakers i was like oh i gotta turn that down i gotta turn that down wow. um, and i don't know if that's a remaster because i don't i don't i, mean, I don't they, think the cd that i ripped it from is the original release
0: i wonder if they did i mean i know they i think they might have but i wonder if they just mastered it like real hot back then just to kill like to bother people maybe Because, like, didn't when Motorhead did that, didn't they like have their their records are like pushed to the limit on purpose? So,
1: maybe it sounds like a decision Lemmy would make.
0: Yeah, it's like that's Motorhead.
1: (laughs) Are we ready? 1991 blessed are the sick.
2: (laughs) Who wants to go first? I was
0: gonna say, I like, I think you're good at doing the start off, Dan.
2: All right, all right. I, I've done this a couple of times, but uh, two hundred and thirty-one times. Right, uh, <laughs> blessed are the blessed are the sick. Is number one. It sounds like a totally different band, and whenever I say that, I'm not saying it to be like like that. It's bad because it's not. It's it's it, it it hits a totally different vibe than altars of madness, and I think that was that was intentional. Um, they're definitely going for a much more like almost like groove um kind of it's it's got this like sick groove to it David Vincent's vocals go way down they yep. go they go into like what you would expect from death metal like the guttural screams and or the guttural growls he does a little bit of that evil alters of madness screaming uh towards the end of the album but this one it's mostly just like really uh it, it's perfect like 90s death metal you know, guttural vocals, uh, and for the most part, I really like this record. There's just a few things about it that bother me, like the weird interlude, like the weird keyboardy interludes that are in the songs. Uh, and I know that this is just the band trying to like. We don't want to make Altars of Madness two. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, we we really want to show off like our chops. And uh, and our, our boy Trey is really like like i think that the guitar tone on this one is so much deeper and darker sounding than it was on altars of madness to the point where like i'm listening to it and i'm like dude it's okay like there, there's still like hope in the world like it's okay you don't have to be like you are right guitar tones that are this dark <laughs> but uh but it's good i i like it a lot um if i'm going to criticize it at all i'm going to say that like even though it's only like 40 minutes long, it does feel like it kind of drags a little bit longer. But that's that's kind of par for the course in the early 90s where bands are going for groove. It's like they just discovered it and they just want to just make it last as long as they possibly can.
0: Yeah, like every part's a groove part instead of like the fast and then the groove, the fast. But I, I actually, this is when I started getting way more into them because like the fast thrashy stuff was like i started kind of getting out of because i think you know when like pantera kind of was in my mind kind of my headspace for when this record was i like found this record so i i love the groove and the slow and and the 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 beginnings of the david vincent like bellowing weirdness mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. so i'm i mean i'm in i'm i'm in now But I I think later in that, like, I can go back to all just madness and really like appreciate that more. And like you said, like production-wise, it's 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 such a cool sounding record. And then now, like, yeah, Trey's guitar tone. I just, dude, I don't know how these guys. I mean, he's using like I've seen video. I've seen like I think he has a Marshall. He's using the same type of amp I use. But these, he just, it's just so thick and gross and perfect.
1: There are multiple moments in this album, Scott, where it sounds like you discovered some sort of machine that allows you to travel through time. And someone just decided it was a good idea to slow down and then speed up the self-titled Zayo album. (laughs) It has that dirty but clean sound. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, for no reason at all, we're just going to start blasting. Yeah. I, I am questioning where you got
2: your influences from on this one, but
1: Shh. not so much.
2: <laughs> Shh. Yeah, this is actually an expose. Like, yeah.
0: Everything we've ever done is just more of an angel. Like, <laughs> broken down into like the beginning phases of learning how to play guitar, because half of it's all dropsy.
1: Scott's got himself... Uh, turntable and he just keeps hitting the 45 button and says, see, that's what it needs to do. It needs to be really yeah, slow like and that. then really fast. Yeah, there we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought this one was cool. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. And I, and I will say this, I could see like hardcore Alters of madness fans being really thrown off by this. Like, what are you guys doing? Now you guys sound like all the other death metal bands. Even though when they put Alters of Madness out there weren't like a whole bunch of imitators, but by nineteen ninety one, death metal bands were a dime a dozen. Yep. And so I could see I could see people, idiots mostly, uh, that would be like, oh, this is not great because it's not fast, it's not like Alters of Madness. And so I think whenever we move on to the third album, things get a lot more interesting by getting a lot more simple. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was about to ask you if this album has some serious Pantera influence cuz the dude just started whispering at me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: 1993 Covenant. So Covenant is like a record that I'm not allowed to say anything bad about, so I'm I'm not probably not going to, but uh I will say that like Covenant is kind of what I feel like they were building towards. This this kind of takes the Altars of Madness speed kind of back into it Mm -hmm. Uh, and the band does a really good job of kind of alternating between the previous two records where they'll have a faster paced song really kind of frantic but then turn around and play like almost an almost doom uh (laughs) slow riff like god of emptiness is like i consider that a doom metal song oh totally um like 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 through and through um and i love it but the only criticism i can really throw towards this record is that it's it's not really as musically complex as the previous two mm-hmm. which probably is why it was more popular not saying that like the masses can only understand simple music but yeah i guess that is kind of what i'm saying um it's, it's death a little metal, bit more dude.
1: people want it to be fast and unintelligible That's it's it.
2: death metal it's death metal and it is unintelligible but it's not as much. You're like you're not getting you're not getting just absolutely assaulted by new riffs every two seconds. Well why not? Because that's not what people want to hear. You know. <laughs> I mean it's why it's what I want to hear, but like you have to be like a very special type of person to like, you know, um have such a short attention span that you can't focus on a single riff for more than a couple of seconds. Most people had pretty good attention spans. And so whenever I'm listening to Covenant, um I find a little bit more of a stripped down morbid angel mm-hmm. where they they they've they've kind of pulled back on the technicality and gone forward with the uh with the evilness with the atmosphere and that's really this record's biggest strength is that evil dripping like satanic atmosphere love it I'm all for it
0: and actually what I think too and it's hard cuz I I totally understand the, the the want for like that just super aggressively fast kind of like Death metal, but I, with the way his guitar tone is, that slowed down chunky stuff is—it's just so much more apt to like showcase that guitar tone, sort of. Because like I, I notice even like for when we do stuff like when we kind of break it down a little bit and do a more simple type of thing, like everything just sounds better because there's not so much going on. Right, and that's kind of what I love about Covenant is like when he does break down to a more simplistic thing it allows like that head, that tone to just really shine through so like, i once again like i'm 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 like all in on this morbid angel era
1: and for me this album is just more of that altars of madness absolute insanity where yeah it's not as complex but it is Crazy enough that you want to Run down to the front of the stage And get yourself in the middle of the pit Get some old school slam dance on I'm not listening to this Because I'm looking for musical intricacy This is a real good Definition of insane On purpose Mm -hmm. but not So insane that You have to accept Something that is otherwise Unintelligible It's not noise for the sake of noise yeah
2: and i think too that part of the part of the thing about this record and why it was so popular is i think that this is this is the kind of record where like you know if i'm talking to somebody at work or or something and they're like you know what kind of music do you like i almost always say death metal first it's like kind of my go-to style of music um but a lot of the times you can't just show that person like altars of madness or you can't show them uh (laughs) And you certainly can't show them like a suffocation album or something like that. And I feel like covenant is kind of that nice sweet spot to where you can show somebody something that's legitimately death metal, Mm -hmm. but they're going to like, be like, okay, I get this. Okay. So it's like, it's like dark, you know, impossibly heavy riffs, um, deep guttural vocals, but like, he's really easy to understand on this record. He's very clear. Yep. Yep. And, um, a lot of death metal vocalists are not. So it's one of those things where like, if you're going to, You're going to lose somebody sometimes in them not being able to understand the lyrics like right away. Uh, And then the soloing on this record, while being a little bit more simple and being a little bit more a little bit more traditional, at least as far as like Trey goes, who I know just likes to make loud screeching sounds. um, This is a little bit more like what people would expect uh, Mm -hmm. from a metal guitar solo. So I think in that sense, as far as appealing, appealing to a larger audience, they did a really, really good job. Considering before this, I would think that they were a band that would be largely hard to market. Yeah, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah. Then, then Covenant comes out, and even when we move on to the next one, like it really does. It's like death metal for the for a mass audience. It really is. I was hoping
1: you were going to bring up Damnation, Scott. Yeah. Dude, that record. (laughs)
2: Ninety-five. Wait, I said Damnation, didn't I? That's
0: okay. You are.
2: You are. It's sort of. It's okay dude. I listen to old sometimes too. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Domination, I, like for my younger like death metal like moving into like wanting breakdowns and stuff. Um yeah, Domination was a pretty sick album for me. Um where the slime lives, like I I'm still trying to write a cool riff like that. I, I don't think I ever will. <laughs> it's just such a good riff.
1: I challenge um, you on that one, Scott.
0: And dude, honestly, um, oh, I'm terrible with the song names because it's just so bad. But there oh what's the other there's another song on Domination that I literally did basically rip off in my band before Zao. So and I can't remember what the hell
1: the song's called. So what you're saying is the statute of limitations on that? Yeah, it's over. Like I'm good.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't get in trouble for that one. Because yeah, there was a Creationist Crucifixion song that we straight up took the like where the notes are from. It's straight up a Morbid Angel song. It's like this
2: means war, is it?
0: No, it's it it's it's the one with the like that. uh, what is the song called? Oh, this is gonna drive me crazy. It has like the It's but it's super fast picking. What is that song called?
2: Uh Dawn of the Angry. There it is. Yes. Yep. Dawn of the Angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally okay.
0: rip That that like note, those notes are the same notes. I just did them a little differently, but we totally stole that from the Angel, because it's that that song should go down like if there was like death metal like Hall of Fame, that's Dawn of the Dawn of the, Was it Dawn of the Angry?
2: Dawn of the Angry, yeah. Yeah, that
0: is Hall of Fame or the death metal song.
2: Oh, yeah. Domination is number one, one of my favorite death metal covers of all time. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Just, yeah, you've got like the giant pentagram and there's like slime and goop and crap all over the place. Mm -hmm. And they've got this like, they've got this gnarly, like green, slimy Morbid Angel logo on there and you know you've got a huge tower or dick I'm not really sure which one it is it's probably a tower when you see this cover
1: Dan are you convinced that Ghostbusters 3 should have been a thing
2: it should have been man where the slime live yeah yep Yep.
0: straight up Ghostbusters 2
2: I like this record more than Covenant which I know like some people don't some people don't like I was reading some reviews today Um, I read reviews on the Metal Archives website which uh, has some of the most hilarious reviews for albums I've ever seen And uh, there were so many people who were like, "Oh, it's so sloppy compared to Covenant and everything." I think this record is like—I don't think it's sloppy at all. It's pretty choppy, like it's pretty precise to me, um, especially with some of that riffing, like the kind of the intricate. Can't really say melody, but like I don't know. There's a lot of really good sounding tremolo on here, and it is melodic in places. There is some melody to this stuff. Yeah, I agree. But I like the groove. I like that it's faster uh, Mm -hmm. than Covenant. Um, and it's just really like, it's really like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of swinging around and being, being amazing. And, uh, coincidentally, it's the last David Vincent album, Yep. Um, which as we're going to find out later, isn't really a problem, um, no. but like <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, like this is absolutely like top tier death metal. This is like, if you want, if you want, if you're a guitarist and you want to learn how to play death metal guitar, you want to start with like covenant and domination yeah. as kind of your, your, your starting spot. Because, like, I feel like with a band like Morbid Angel versus, like, a band like Suffocation, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. um, Suffocation's great. Like Yeah.
0: yeah, One of my favorites of all time.
2: Um, But the problem with the problem, it's not even a problem, but the difference with a band like Suffocation is um, you're going to try to play their stuff and you're going to get frustrated and quit.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Just because of the
2: pace. Yeah, the pacing and just trying to get everything down exactly right. The timing on everything. Whereas with a record like Domination, you know, you learn Covenant first and then you then you learn how to play stuff off of Domination um, and you cl- you slowly increase kind of your skill set. Mm-hmm. That way, um, this record's kind of like it's up a difficulty level, I guess, as far as guitar playing goes. I don't know. You guys are guitarists. So I'm not. But um, I was
1: waiting for you to let that one out because this is an example of 1995, <laughs> Scott stop me if you've heard this one You go to Guitar Center You find the coolest looking I know what I said Either Ibanez or Jackson With a reverse headstock Put the Floyd Rose on it And get yourself a really dark thrash metal tone Now only play the first four frets Yeah That's it And when it's time for the solo Go high, go fast, go loud
0: Yeah, yeah but I see. I I always tend for some reason. My Jackson headstocks can't go backwards. Like I needed to go. I like the normal Jackson headstock. I love the backwards Ibanez one.
1: Because it sounds better, right? Well, because it looks cool. Well, <laughs> here's
0: the funny thing about the the uh, the the reverse headstock thing is it's way better for people that drop tune because you get a better longer scale length. More tension. So, yeah, you're gonna get a longer scale length because you're. Now your low string is like the furthest on your headstock.
1: That's why I'm Uh, the insane person who puts standard tuned strings on a baritone guitar. I want more length. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight. Like I clip that for YouTube, Dan,
0: (laughs) we have that problem. And like, cause I use, I'm, I love like just traditional guitars and it's tough to keep those kind of guitars in tune when you're dropped to like B and all that crap.
2: Uh, Speaking of being in B, um, oof. Gateways to Annihilation. Nope, nope, that's too late. Formula's Fatal to the Flesh.
0: Yeah, what what's after what what's the next record after nomination?
2: Formulas Fatal to the Flesh. Is? Yeah. Nineteen
0: ninety eight. Wow, dude, I'm terrible. I thought it was a little later. So, so day, are you? Up
2: too. that's why I was like, Yeah, gateways. You know Yeah, I
0: thought Gatewa Gate, gate I, wow, dude, I'm so I'm bad. Okay.
1: So Dan, are you telling me that Johnny was a chemist's son? And he discovered
2: that it was, in fact, H2SO4? I guess, I don't know, that's... Wow, that's a reference. <laughs> um, this record, like, I kind of expected to hate it, you know, because... But,
0: dude, it, yeah. it, this record grows on you. It's weird. Like, I think, I talked to Dan about this record, and I think this is Dan's favorite Morbid Angel record. Yeah. And the lot, like, you don't... I think coming off of Domination, formula's fate of the flesh is like way too chaotic and you're like, you're not ready for that yet because you're expecting like, okay, they're going in this direction. And then they put that record out and it's just like insanity again, but still slow and different vocals. So all this stuff happens in this, in this record. But as you listen to it, it is so good. (laughs) It's so good.
1: A good death metal album sounds frantic it sounds yeah, out of time
0: it, yep it's so and it, uh,
1: it's <laughs> it gone and scott's not here anymore all right dan so what was scott <laughs> gonna say about this album
2: <laughs> he was gonna say it was the best album <laughs> of all time. he was gonna um, say
1: listen to the crimson corridor wait that's what you were gonna say right so on uh YouTube you will either see this or Dan will cut it out of the middle of the episode. Who knows? I know I don't.
2: I might do some I might do some uh, you know, crazy editing skills. And if I if I can't figure it out, I'll just have Buddy do it. Breaking <laughs>
1: news! Scott Mellinger hijacked during
2: podcast
1: to record new album for Jade Meridian. Thank God we're not live. Or else this would be annoying. I'm kidding. I'd be reading comments for days.
2: He said his phone his phone died. He's Uh, like, let me charge for just 10 to 20 minutes. I was like, all right.
1: We're just going to keep rolling
0: then.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, Um,
0: we'll go back to where we were, sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, you're good. Scott, you were literally (laughs) breaking into your serious thoughts
2: about domination. No, not domination. It was formulas fatal to the flesh. What he said. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think what we were talking about, like how they just kind of went back, it was just more chaos. And they brought that chaos back, totally brutal singing again. Um, unbelievable drumming, but there were like, the way his guitar work always hit me was like, you know how like most people when they write, there's like, it's almost like how he's like thinking in a different dimension or something. Like, the parts, you know what I mean? Like the parts kind of move linear, like there's a linear movement to the music, but it like, it feels like you're going, you're not just going in a straight line. Like, His stuff is so like, like the way he, I I don't know how to, it's hard to explain, but I just, every time like I listen to that record, it feels like I don't get it, (laughs) even though I'm listening to
1: it. As frustrating as it is sometimes, good death metal is like taking a rubber band and just stretching it back and forth. Sometimes the riff goes up here. Sometimes it goes down there. Sometimes it's fast sometimes you like, stretch your capabilities a little too far and it sounds like garbage but it works
0: even yeah with his soloing and with like the riffs like everything just feels like like all of us are like f- like watching like trey's on in once like 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 how a fly looks at a human being so he's like a human being we're watching him like from a different perspective he's knows what he's doing but we're over here like i i think i'm following
2: <laughs> but
0: <laughs> like it's so hard to it's so that record especially like there are just things that he does on the on, on the guitar that i'm just like
2: what i and think i can
0: but,
1: hang with this guy but i'm yeah, just not sure
0: yeah it's he just his his whole process of like of like writing a riff is just so different and cool and like I, nobody else plays like him it's so. just
2: for me, the way I would describe it is, it's like a vortex. That's really, a good- more than anything, it's like a, just a spinning vortex. And like, we're not supposed to get it. What I loved about this record the most, though, was that it was "alters of madness" too for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, was, sure. it
2: was that 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 crazy like, like, because I know dude has it in him. You know, oh, yeah. uh, riff wise, like, like I know he's got it. Um, I like their vocalist too, uh, the mm-hmm. replacement vocalist. I don't remember his name right now, but uh, he's fantastic. I should know this. Um I think his name was uh his name was Steve. Yeah, Steve Tucker. That's it. That's uh he it, played yeah. bass and vocals. Yeah. And uh and he was a good replacement I think for for David Vincent as 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 iconic as David Vincent was. This guy is super 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 solid on yeah. this stuff. Um and he gets it uh and he's able to the, I have mad respect for anybody that can sing over these riffs. Yeah because like i i I would always struggle with like if 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 joe wrote like a too complicated of a guitar part i'm just like how am i supposed to sing over this where you know like like find your placements like yeah the answer is
1: just count to four and fill in the blanks don't worry about what i'm doing over here
2: (laughs) i know know. um but yeah no he did a really solid job here um i think it also helped that he was the bassist so he was able to just kind of I mean, so was David Vincent also played bass, but like those guys for those bassist vocalists that were pretty prominent in death metal, Mm -hmm. they were so good at at just being part of the rhythm section vocally and musically uh, that it worked out. It worked out really, really well. Um, but yeah, I love this record. This one was like another 10 out of 10 for me. I thought, I thought, I thought they killed it on this one, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure there were fans really like, good. Bring David Vincent back or what, you know, like whatever, whatever, yeah. like it's the, whatever the 1998 version of YouTube comments were back then, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, like this record is, is, is absolutely killer. And uh, honestly, kind of feel the same way about the next one too
0: <laughs> yeah I see dude I'm I gotta go I gotta I gotta really get back into some of this later Morbid angel stuff because like I after that record I fell off so I gotta
1: really check this stuff out 2000 gateways to annihilation
2: so gateways to annihilation is it carries on very much same lineup mm-hmm. um as fa- as formulas fatal of the flesh. Um, and they, they keep the same vibe. This is This is the moment where usually on the podcast I'll sit there and say like, well, you guys did not innovate, right? Because like when we when we criticize bands or or whatever, it's one of those like we hold them to this impossible standard of having to be 100% innovative all the time and also not change anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so that that's the, that's the plight of the of the metal fan, right? um but I really like this one I think the tones were a little bit deeper they slowed down in a few places went kind of more back into that kind of sludgy doomy sort of sound mm-hmm. which I uh I didn't appreciate as much back then but I appreciate more as an older person mm-hmm. like like I, I as I get older the, I like tend to sway more towards the slow doom stuff you know. Yeah, Because uh, I'm like, this is do. the stuff Yeah, this is the stuff that's actually heavy and It's like, okay, yeah. Grandpa, let's go You know, yep, yep. I don't like to throw uh, this
1: word around a lot But this is 87% Caveman on this oh, yeah. Record, just, it oh, has yeah, that okay. Dirty sound
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, dude, I can't believe I didn't Listen to this more, I gotta get back in I gotta listen to this, this record again
1: Come on, Scott, what were you doing in 2000 That you couldn't listen hmm. to Gateways to Annihilation
0: I don't know dealing with a lot of stuff i think <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a and dvd watch, about that you guys watch my three and a half hour dvd yeah, yeah. Cheap, <laughs> plugs, cheap plugs cheap yeah. plugs there it is um that dvd has amazing has amazing editing like there's so many times where like russ's lip ring switches with sides on his face <laughs> it's hilarious um oh. <laughs> dude it was it was it was pre-2005 it's fine yeah, that, that, that's that's what everybody did Yep. um but yeah, gateways to annihilation is—it's really a tour de force. I, I think it's the weakest of the three of the, of the th- previous three albums. I think like do- obviously domination really heavy, formula's Fable of the flesh also really heavy. Uh, gateways to annihilation amazing, but like it's the weakest of the three. But this was like a real tour de force. This is three really really rock solid albums that deliver in almost every aspect. After what's arguably their more most popular album,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and there aren't a lot of bands out there that, that can do that, that can that can stay that consistent. That's true. And so, like, I, 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 if you're gonna listen to those albums, they're not super long. If you got three hours, you got to, like, I got to take a three-hour road trip on Saturday. If I pop these three in, man, I'll just be there. You'll <laughs> mm-hmm. be fine. Yeah. Um, it's like time travel. Nice. Uh, which is what makes this next album really, really hard to talk about. Um, so. Uh, Heretic.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm so lost. I have nothing, so I can't wait to hear
2: (laughs) Well. Heretic
1: is Dan's favorite variation of the Doom engine. It has some fantasy themes with uh, a little more hub world usage instead of going level by level. Well. This isn't what you want to talk about right now, is it, Dan?
2: Yeah, I wish we were talking about Heretic the computer game, but... um,
1: What about Hexen? That's like my channel. Oh, I remember Hexen I remember Hexen Yeah
2: Heretic was the was the prequel to Hexen Like it was kind of the same sort of like medieval It's it's Doom, but you're in medieval times Okay I guess I have to talk about this record Okay, yeah, so <laughs> Heretic by Morbid Angel Musically Is very solid Okay But it's like their sane anger Oh For some reason You pop the record in and it sounds worse than It sounds worse than Altars of Madness which this So Heretic came out in 2003 Altars of Madness came out in 1989 And it sounds better And that could just be because I heard a remaster or whatever okay. But there was another record that came out I think it came out between Altars of Madness and Blessed are the Sick And it was called uh, Abominations of Desolation Okay, And it's an album That was basically a lot of the songs That were on Altars of Madness but it was from years before and the record label just put it out um, you know just to make money I'm sure you know all about that you know people taking you know old demos for, for no yeah, reason and throwing them out yeah yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, that's what that's what Earache did okay uh, is they, they put those old demos out so then you go and you listen to Heretic and you're asking yourself why does this record Abominations of Desolation uh, that's just their old demos sound better than their newest full length record wow And I I can't figure out why, like, I don't know if it's just like, were they out of money or because I know stuff like that happens. Like bands, like a band like Morbid Angel is not pulling the same crowd in 2003 as they are in 1995. Yeah. Right. And so that's why this record is just kind of an anomaly for me. And the thing that pisses me off about it is that it's not like a St. Anger. It's not a bad record. It's a really awesome Morbid Angel album it sounds like your buddy copied it from CD to tape for you. Wow. <laughs> you know? And so like, again, like Trey's doing the Trey thing, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's playing those other, otherworldly solos and those crazy vortex riffs. And, you know, he's doing all the things, but whenever you really start getting into it, you have a record that you're like, did they record a whole record? And then the label accidentally put out the scratch tracks. or like what you know what happened here or the guitars Um,
1: from the scratch tracks
2: and i don't know i don't know if it's an intentional choice and like i thought maybe it was just like my headphones you know Mm. uh because i remember i this was the first record that so i bought a brand new pair of headphones and it's the first time i've ever spent more than a hundred dollars on a pair of headphones so i was like all right these are gonna be amazing and i put them in and i listened to heretic and i was like oh these things suck i was like I was like, "This is awful! Like, there's no way a Morbid Angel album would sound like that, you know?" And uh, then I put on uh, I put on Covenant with the headphones. I was like, "Oh no, actually, these headphones are fantastic!" Oh, uh, but the uh, <laughs> and that leads us to our sponsor. No, um, yeah. but yeah this this record is is really good. Like, there's a song on there called "Enshrined by Grace" that I think is awesome. Um, and uh, "God of Our Own Divinity" is is amazing. Like, they've got really there's really good Morbid Angel material on here but it just sounds really bad. It sounds quiet. Okay. It just sounds, it sounds like something that Joe and I would have recorded back in 2001 on a four track recorder. And even okay. then I'd have to compare those recordings to this one. <laughs> uh, wow, We can do it that.
1: Just, I've been ripping a lot of CDs lately. Yeah, I don't know. This one sounds like you were walking through the woods with a field recorder and you discovered a hornet's nest and decided to throw the recorder into the hornet's nest just to see what it sounds like. Then bring it back to the studio and say, "We're not going to do Buzzsaw, guys. We're going straight to Beehive with this guitar tone." Wow. <laughs> and We're for what go over it is, over the
2: Buzzsaw into the Beehive. Okay. I don't
1: hate <laughs> it. I can understand why somebody that listens to this all the time would hate it. But I'm also looking at the timeline. It's 2003, Dan. We just started recording with computers like all the time.
2: Yeah, but this doesn't sound like it was recorded on a computer. It sounds like it was real to real tape, which is normally a good thing. Mm-hmm. But like in this case it's it's really oh. not, dude. I don't know. I don't really know how else to explain it, and I'm not like I'm definitely not like trying to shit on Morbid Angel cuz like again, I think the actual songs that they wrote were, we're fantastic. Cool. It's yeah. just a
1: bad sounding.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. Like- but I hate to I hate to break this to you guys, but it gets it gets worse.
1: Oh, no. Um 2011. Elude Divinum
2: Insanus So number one David Vincent's back I do Okay I do remember that So that's cool Uh, But then what you actually get Okay
0: Is this like after his country stuff?
2: Yes Oh no (laughs) Yes it is Okay Uh, So What you have with this record That I can't pronounce the Elunda Divinum Insanus Close enough And I hear that name And I'm like Oh Trey's gonna like Solo until my eyeballs Melt or whatever You know um, This is gonna be great and some of it is great. Like there, there are some good like death metal, morbid angel songs, but there's also a lot of like weird industrial stuff. Like they threw all these weird industrial elements, and like it's like there's a song called Too Extreme, okay, and uh, it, it's not. Uh, it's <laughs> it sounds like uh, it sounds like they're doing like a Rammstein thing. Oh, and so it's no. just really weird hearing like David Vincent do that, and then they'll play like a death metal song, but then like. There's a song called I Am Morbid that's on there.
0: Yeah. Anytime you uh, use your own, any part of your name in a song is probably not good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scott, what's up uh, with all those O's and A's
2: in your song titles, man? Yeah, Seriously. We out.
0: Yeah. We can't use that name. So that's
2: good. I Am Morbid sounds like, um, I think they wanted to sound like Pantera. Okay. And like Dave David Vincent's doing this like weird clean vocal thing. Yeah that doesn't work. Uh he's just like I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it. Like Trey's kind of doing like the tremolo picking thing under it, but it sounds more like a like a dank like hard rock song. Oh. Like man. it's like it's it's like groove but not like the kind of groove that you're here for, you know. You know what um, I can
0: I can kind of understand the uh you, you're going for one thing, but it ends up coming out in a, uh, it comes out in a different way, like you you want to sound. You, you do a song and you want it to sound like the Refused, and it sounds like Limp Biscuit. So I right. kind of know it's not a bad what that's thing. like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear the uh, Zao uh, Limp Biscuit cover album. That's my uh, life. My life would be complete. You're like, well, keep waiting for it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Uh,
0: you, hey, this is just so... again, dude. Well, there you go.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> You know, I appreciate it. So this is again, this is kind of the the hard part about being a metal fan is you want bands to be innovative because you want to take your favorite bands and you wanna put them on a pedestal and you wanna show them to people and be like, this is the best. Yeah. Like it doesn't get any better than this. You know, um, there's this dude named Trey as a as Gathoth, you know, and mm-hmm. he's the man and he's the best guitarist ever. Um, and it's impossible for a band to live up to that standard though. Like mm-hmm. Um, especially when you put on a record like Covenant or like an Altars of Madness, you know, there's still people that are like, oh, they never got any better than Altars of Madness, right? Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, do we just keep doing the same thing? We've done that for four records, or do we want to try something totally different, something nobody's expecting? And I can see, and I've seen it with a lot of bands uh, where they, everybody starts getting really excited. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. do this, we're going to do this thing that's different than... Um, than what I think people are expecting from us. Um, and I think people are going to be really excited about the changes if we've made. And, you know, sometimes that's a crimson corridor and sometimes that's a elude, elude divinum <laughs> Insanitas. you know, like it, no one is really expecting
1: hard. Rammstein, but right. If you wanted Rammstein, there it is. You're not wow. going to all of a sudden go back and listen to death metal now.
2: I mean, I listened to this one, like in prepping up for this episode, I listened to this one the most times okay. because uh, whenever I hear a record and I immediately have a bad impression of it, uh, I'm like, there's gotta be something in here that I can pull out of it that, you know, that there's gotta be some point that I'm missing or something, but I just, I couldn't, I just, the more I listened to it, the more perplexed I got and the more I was just like, I don't know why they would do this i'm not like angry like it doesn't affect my life that they did this but you know it's just one of those things that i'm not really sure what they were thinking and um you know david Vincent did not stick around in the band after this one um wow Maybe. yeah it, it was Makes just like sense. a yeah it was like a one-off uh sort of thing i think he toured with them for a couple of years after this because uh it was like six years before they put their next one out yep okay and that's when we get into Kingdoms Disdained. Mm-hmm. This one's actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, good, what I heard, I liked a lot. So I gotta, I gotta really tear this one apart. But I, yeah, I, I remember hearing like their first, what, like a whatever single, and being pretty excited.
2: It's the most like, uh, it's the most like domination uh, mm-hmm. or formulas fatal to the flesh. I don't think it's as good as either one of those records, but I do think that it's very much in the same vein and i think this is one of those cases where they were like yeah on this last re- on that last record we may have gone too far in a few places uh, let's uh let's kind of go back you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah this one's good I, it's got really good production value which is really good because we haven't really had that i mean don't get me wrong the last record was very well produced it just wasn't good <laughs> it wasn't the material wasn't super compelling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All I can the most PC way I can say that. Um, but yeah, I mean Kingdom Sustained is Morbid Angel the way you want Morbid Angel. Somebody's shooting off fireworks outside. Yeah. But what yeah, if I want
1: here. my morbid angel to be industrial sounding and have a bunch of four on the floor keyboard snare sounds and the dude starts screaming about Ramstein? If I want that, can I still have that on this one? No. But I Good. but I want that.
2: Well, you can go back and listen to the last record. There's plenty of that. <laughs> um, this one's great. There's a there's a song that I really, really love off of this record that I want to highlight, which is uh, The Righteous Voice. It's just a wall of riffs. And it's everything that you want out of a Morbid Angels song off of a new album. And it encapsulates I think what the band is about it's almost like a thesis statement of like take all the best elements of Morbid Angel as you like them and put them into one song and um, yeah The Righteous Voice just does that for me it's a great record I highly recommend it and if they stay on this trajectory and it's also worth noting that the vocalist on this one is the same singer from uh, Formula's Fatal of the Flesh Gateway to Annihilation and and Heretic Um, but like yeah so they kind of get back to doing what they do uh in a really in a really strong way um and for that i for that i salute them i mean i think that i was very happy after i listened to that last record going into the next one kind of being a little bit nervous as to what i was going to be getting because when i first went into this episode i had only really heard up until gateways to annihilation Mm -hmm. and so i remembered morbid angel as this like a just incredible band that you know i was like this is going to be the easiest episode ever we're just going to be like yeah good every record, album 10 yeah. hour 10 yeah let's yeah. go you know um uh, and so i was really surprised to hear those the you know two of them towards the end being being kind of not that great and then yeah. uh the last one actually being pretty decent um but and this so one sounds I,
1: like 2017 it's a more modern sounding morbid angel dan
2: it is it, it sounds it sounds great um but what i actually like about it though is it doesn't sound all that different than old morbid angel mm-hmm. um and and i like that they kind of kept that production value of i mean i I'm, i hate to use this because it's a trope now but like real drums th- these are real drums that every hit doesn't sound the same you know like like uh, it's, it's not just a trope really, dude.
1: it's a requirement in 2017
2: it's not though man like it's it's one of those things where like and I'm not, like, so, like, up my own ass that, like, if a band has, like, sequence drums or whatever, like, I'm going to, like, get mad about it or anything. But it's just uh, it's just one of those things where it's refreshing to hear something that I've been listening to since the 90s still sound like the 90s, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and or still have same, that.
0: Yeah, actually use the
2: same recording techniques. Yeah.
0: Like, hey, if you're a drummer, maybe it'd be cool to just play drums. Uh, I don't know.
2: Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's all I got boys for 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 Morbid Angel. Um oof. Yeah. yeah. It was
0: I got to go listen to those other ones, but but Yeah, you do. Covenant, Domination, and Formulas Fatal to the Flesh. I mean, you really if you have those three out of your whole career, like you're like the Morbid Angel will never not be awesome because of those three records. So, right. I'm super I'm I'm really excited to like really dig into this newest one cuz like I said I like the few songs I heard I really liked, so I need to go and really dig on this one.
2: Final thoughts on Morbid Angel. Dan. I mean, it's Morbid Angel. I mean, go go listen to it. I mean don't listen to that one album, but like <laughs> everything else you're gonna be fine with. I mean, it's it's um if you're if you're just getting into death metal, I recommend starting with Covenant, um, and then moving on to Domination. I think those two records really solidify it and then i think when you're done with those two records go back and listen to alters of madness because you're gonna like it more i think um but yeah morbid angel is one of those bands that like you wouldn't you wouldn't have modern bands like gojiro without them nope. you know you wouldn't have these bands that are like instead of being hyper melodic let's uh let's create our own melodies let's create our own weird alien you know sort of sort of sounds uh, and they're they're one of the best bands for that. So uh, Morbid Angel is definitely a band that you need to be listening to, and uh, you know you might actually pull some inspiration from it that maybe other people haven't pulled yet. It's that unique. Scott, what about you? My uh, music
0: career speaks for itself, I think, with Morbid Angel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that uh, he, Trey's songwriting and his guitar playing is so interesting and and on a different level and inspiring and I think like anybody that wants to get into this super heavy style of music you know if you want to go back to the guy that like really kind of opened up a lot of that like cool after sounds you know like and using the super heavy riffs but like using scrapes in a way that like becomes part of the the riff uh, that's kind of where it starts for that kind of stuff um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I, dude. I'm I've I've been a fan of his playing for so long, and I've been a fan of the band with those those older records. And I'm actually ashamed of myself that I haven't given these newer records more of a listen because of how much
2: I like the older stuff. There's only like two that you like really need to listen. Yeah, to Yeah, I I kind of
0: but... missed. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, what Gateways to Annihilation? I still, I not really. I got to listen to that record. It's more. so good. Yeah, I got to listen to that record more, too. So I got stuff to do. I'm pretty
1: excited. <laughs> Do you like dirty, dingy-sounding death metal records that just make walls of noise that don't let up? Morbid Angel has, like, nine of those. Yes. And despite the random missteps along the way, those are entertaining at worst. Yes. The band is pretty much a sure thing for anybody that is into death metal or extreme, over-the-top, thrash-influenced music. You've seen more than one band pretending to be this band? So you might as well listen to Morbid Angel because there is no such thing as too much intensity when it comes to this type of death metal. Yeah. Scott, thanks for hanging out with us, man. What's going on with Zeo? So, yeah, we are gearing up for some shows finally. Like,
0: uh, Not that COVID's done, but I think that we, uh, we're in a place, hopefully, in the States here that, like, we all the shows that are starting to get booked now actually do come um, and happen um yeah we actually we're doing furnace fest in uh what is it september, september and I, yeah. yeah so we're going to be doing i think we're doing like five dates prior to it too so um i just I, I i'm so i can't wait i can't wait to get back out and and especially with the new record because like we put records out hoping that you get to play them in front of people. We did. I mean, dude, we were in a situation where you don't know when. So, I think we put the record out at the perfect time because it's not too long past that we'll we'll be able to get out and play some of these new songs.
2: Well, yeah, and you guys sat on that record for a while. Too. So yeah, we were. It was supposed to be released last year, and then we yeah.
0: were like, not really. I mean, we don't tour tour anyway, so it's like that wasn't a huge part of the decision. But I'm super glad we waited because I think it came out at the right time. And now, like it's not gonna be so far in people's memory that like when we do play it, it you know, it'll hopefully be exciting.
2: <laughs> Has it been good just seeing how how people responded to it? I know before it came out, there was like almost a little bit of nervousness of like, are people really gonna, you know, are people gonna enjoy this? Or are they gonna be mad that it's not this or it's not that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm all I. I'm always slightly worried because I think we always do things that feel like they're like you would expect, but, sure. but whatever. So yeah, there was a little bit of nervousness, but seeing how people have reacted to this record makes me really excited for the future. Cause like, I think the, the path we're kind of on seeing that people are like receptive to that path, I think it's going to be really cool for the next thing we do. Um, sure. but yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm never, I'm always blown away that people even listen still so uh seeing that this how this thing went like how fast it's like because we were sold out of the first pressing in like a week a couple days um and then we are planning on doing the second pressing of vinyl and yeah it's dude it's been awesome super excited to get to play these songs because i think that this is the it's it's been a long time since we've been like we know we if when we get out there people are going to be excited to hear the newest stuff so
2: yeah for sure we'll be dude, there i can't wait we'll be at furnace fest at least Good. so Good. you know yeah, we got that dude. Going
0: for it. furnace fest is going to be so crazy
2: i'm not I looking thought, forward to the heat but yeah
0: yeah it'll be pretty hot but it's gonna just be insane especially what i've i can't confirm it yet today but i've heard like three or four different things about what's happening for us that blew, just blew my mind yeah so. that's awesome yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, we can't wait to see you out on the road again and uh we're all good. Um are you vaccinated, Joe? I'm almost vaccinated. You're almost fully vaccinated? <laughs> Did you get the first one? I got the first one and then I got COVID. Oh my god. Like, right afterwards. Oh uh, yeah, it's my, like my wife woke up one morning and she's like, "Yeah, I can't taste or smell anything." And I was like, "Crap, crap, 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 oh, crap." Oh you know? man. I had to call my boss and be like, hey, buddy, um, you know, here here's what's up, you know. Um, they were super cool about it. I got a week off of work order But I, I, I lucked out, I think, because I was already partially vaccinated. So, like, my wife had hit her hard. She was, like, in bed for, like, four days. Oh, man. And I was, I felt like I had a cold, okay. you know, like a little bit of a sore throat, coughing every now and again, but, like, nothing big. Um, our kids, we only had assumed, we assumed that they must have at least been carrying it but uh, yeah they were all at 100% energy. Uh, wow. we have we have four so it's like 100% energy uh the entire time. So thankfully like one of the adults was still alive uh good. to take care of all of that. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm almost there. I got to get I'm getting my next shot I think uh in 3 2 days or 3 days or something like that because there had to be a waiting period after recovery and all that good stuff. So it's been uh it's been a journey but man once I get that second shot I'm going to be like I'm just going to go anywhere and do anything. <laughs> like furnace fest is going to be uh, is, I've been waiting for that for like almost two years now so. oh yeah
0: same all of us have too so super excited definitely Scott what's your album of the week Ooh. album of the week what the hell have I been listening to what wait what? there was something I actually did just listen to that came out not too long ago
2: I did listen to something that I liked this week
0: <laughs> why can't I remember the song what the hell was it I got excited. I got it. Maybe I'm thinking, well, Mastodon's doing like a weird acoustic thing. Yeah. I saw that. That got me super excited. But what did I, I thought I heard a song. Dude, I don't even know. I can't remember. Maybe I didn't. Album of the Week's probably just an old one that I listen to all the time. you I listen to Our Raw Heart again because that was go. so good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that, should be, that should
0: be. your. Yeah. Go with an it. old
2: safe one. Got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. Damn. What about you? <laughs> uh, you know, it's not usually in my character, but I actually am really digging the new Fear Factory record that just came out. Um, good Aggression choice. Continuum. It's normally just the Crimson Corridor, but I I don't want to be a total dork in front of Scott. But well, hey, yeah, I'm like glad. thank you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, actually, this, so what was cool about this Fear Factory record, too, is that, like, not only do I like it, I'm a little disappointed that Burton C. Bell, their vocalist, is no longer in the band and, like, hates the band or whatever, but his vocals were still available to use on the new record, so uh, we got that at least. But uh, the cool thing about this, this is the first record in probably, like, five years that I actually dro- got in my car, drove to a record store. I said, do you have the new Fear Factory? They said, yes, we do. I bought it. They handed it to me. I put it in my car I listened to on the way home. I haven't had that experience in such a long time that it wow. was like, yeah, it was incredible. Well, Cause I remember when it came out and I was like, Oh, I really just want to kind of go out and buy this, like buy a yeah. hard copy of it. You know, um, and people are like, you just listen to it on Spotify. I was like, I know, I know, but I just want to, I just want to get a record and not know anything about it and pop it in. And, um, and so I think that, that partially enhanced it. Cause I mean, I think it doesn't sound all that different than like other fear factory records, but. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. And they're one of the few bands that are from that era that are still like really, really good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and are still kind of putting out their better stuff kind of in their later career. So um, definitely check out Aggression Continuum by Fear Factory. Ooh. It's the one with the robot on the cover.
1: I will do that. For me, it's Capital Punishment, The Megadeth Years. Oh, nice. wow. It's the version of Megadeth's greatest hits that has all the old mixes on it. Oh, wow! So, if you want to hear how good those albums were before they decided to remix and remaster them, that's a good place to start.
2: I, mean, I still got my tapes. Me too. That's what it sounds like. I yeah. still have my tapes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that works out. Take us out, DFT. If you've ever been listening to this podcast and you would like to be more directly involved in what we talk about or specifically what bands we talk about, feel free to reach out to us. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can reach out to us on facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can send us a tweet at Discuss Metal. You can find us on Instagram at Discuss Metal. You can find me on Twitch two times a week, Mondays and Thursdays, playing old-school Doom and Doom-related games. Twitch.tv slash Discuss Metal Dan. If you want to get some sweet discography discussion merch, you can visit our Teespring store. There'll be a link in the show notes that'll take you there. If you want to get a sweet shirt or some socks or a cell phone case with our logo on it, that would be very much appreciated and helps the podcast. And uh, you can always join our Discord server. There'll be another link in the show notes that'll take you to our Discord server, which is kind of the place to be right now as far as uh, hanging out with us and talking. And uh, if you want to hang out with us once a month, you can join our Patreon. There'll be a link in the show notes that'll show you all of our Patreon tiers. And every bit that you give to Patreon will absolutely support the show and will allow us to do cool hangout events every single month with you guys.
1: And on that note, this has been episode 231 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit discussmetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Dan and Joe Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discussmetal. We have some sweet perks. Hey Joe, can I borrow some money? One dollar a month gets you to that exclusive album review feed.